Major Lindsay in Africa presents Between the Legal Lines, a podcast focused on leading women lawyers who have pushed beyond the boundaries and found success. Welcome to Between the Legal Lines. My name is Andrea Bricka and I am your host today. This podcast is a series of monthly interviews where we explore how women who happen to also be both executives and lawyers navigate the boundaries placed upon them due to their roles and their demographic. These women have found success despite those sometimes very narrowly drawn lines that govern what is acceptable and what is not. And each month we will hear a new story from a different woman about what that's like. Joining me today is Michonne Tillman. Michonne has gained increasing responsibility in the technology and manufacturing sectors as a general counsel, human resource executive, chief compliance officer, and ethics officer. Welcome, Michonne, and please tell us a little about yourself, who you are, and how your career has unfolded. Good morning. It's such a pleasure to be here with you and just to have an opportunity to share um, some of my career uh, experiences with your audience. So I would say that my journey has really been a story about relationships. I spent 13 years uh, at Rico Americas Corporation, uh, which was a successor to my original employer, uh, Icon Office Solutions. And, you know, during that time, You know, I truly had a unique opportunity to work with two outstanding general counsels who served as mentors over the years. Uh, There are some names that a lot of folks in your audience would be familiar with. uh, Don Liu, uh, who is now the general counsel of Target, and Mark Hershey, uh, the general counsel of Armstrong World Industries. And, you know, I mentioned them both because they were truly instrumental in helping me to learn how to appreciate the importance of striving to be more than legal and to really help with the strategies on how to partner with business leaders across the organization. And following Rico's uh, acquisition of Icon, Mark Hershey, he became the general counsel uh, with Armstrong World Industries, and I was able to uh, then secure a position with their JV. You know, he subsequently had contacted me uh, due to the the growth of the uh, JV, and he noticed that uh, the parent companies could really no longer support the legal services of that JV and made a decision to add that general counsel role in a leadership team. You know, of course, I was incredibly excited, but also nervous because uh, not only would I be launching a new function uh, for the JV, but I was also going to be heading the human resource function. You know, I had previously supported HR, but now I would actually be HR, which is a lot different, um, and it's a much different scenario, but it was a challenge that I was truly energized about and I was ready to take on, and that really led the path to where I am today. Sean, what attracted you to the law to start with? I think I'm one of the few people that knew what I wanted to be when I grew up very early on. Um, I started to have this, you know, conversation with myself and others about being an attorney when I was in the third grade. And so that, I think that is highly unusual. People are normally pretty shocked uh, when I tell them that. Uh, But, you know, it's something as simple as my mother had gotten into a car accident when I was in the third grade. It was nothing, you know, serious, but the car was totaled and she, she got a lawyer. 
And I was just fascinated by this whole concept that she had this person, you know, who was going to represent her uh, in this car accident and he would advocate on her behalf. And I had always been, you know, someone, if you were to have a conversation with my mother who wanted to debate everything that she told me to do. And um, as I saw her go through this legal process and I learned more about what attorneys do, um, I said, hey, I want to be an attorney. When I grow up, I want to be a lawyer. And uh, she actually had her attorney come to uh, my school's uh, career day. And I just had pages and pages of questions for him. And I still remember um, that career day. And from that point on, I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. Now, tell us a little bit about how human resources became part of your role and how being a lawyer and an executive in human resources pairs together. You know, in my um, previous role, when I led the um, the employment law and commercial litigation uh, section of the legal department at Rico America's Corporation, I had a ton of engagement with HR. I've always found HR and legal um, in the best scenarios in the strongest companies to be strong support systems for one another. Um, They really do work hand in hand, rather it's developing policies for the organization, um, developing training, uh, rather it's uh, looking at uh, and resolving uh, difficult employee relation issues. And of course, any kind of employment law litigation, um, you're gonna need a a very strong HR partner for all of that and and for litigation avoidance. And so I had worked so closely with these folks. So when the opportunity uh, presented itself uh, at Worthington Armstrong Venture, where HR would be reporting to me, I I, I didn't take it lightly. Um, I I definitely didn't assume that I would suddenly somehow become an HR professional. I knew that it was imperative because I have so much respect for the role to surround myself with strong HR uh, leaders uh, within the organization. And so I like to call them HR purists. And I can candidly tell you that I've learned so much um, from my team. And I think that uh, HR uh, professionals bring so much um, to the role in terms of different perspectives and ideas. And I think legal does that as well. And that partnership, uh, I believe, uh, really come, helps you, the organization come to a better um, solution uh, and strategies for, for the company. So it, it's been um, a, a true pleasure and it's actually helped me in terms of the way that I practice. It's rounded me out a little bit in the way that I, I view issues and, and the way that I, I, I tackle um, business issues for the company. Beyond those two GCs you mentioned, is there any other one particular person that has been helpful in your career? I spoke about the previous strong general counsel mentors that I've had the pleasure of working with and how those experiences have truly helped to frame my counseling style and how I support management. That being said, I think working with strong CEOs like Charlie Chapone since becoming a general counsel has been particularly helpful in my growth as a GC and how to best engage with the board of directors. Charlie was the CEO at WAVE at the time that I joined the organization and helped me develop skills and strategies for engaging with the board of directors, including strategies for understanding what's important to the board, how to run board meetings as the board secretary, how to be responsive to the board's inquiries, and how to appropriately socialize issues with the board to avoid surprises. 
you know, these are some of the lessons that will continue to pay dividends as I continue to grow in my career. Has leading during a crisis like COVID-19 impacted your career in any way? Uh, COVID-19, I think, has has changed, you know, everything. Um, It really afforded me an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper and to to hone some skills um, that maybe I truly didn't appreciate that I had. You know, working so much closer with other members of the leadership team, uh, trying to find new and creative ways to not only keep uh, the health and safety of our employees uh, foremost in, in our minds, but also obviously to keep the operations going. So it, it's going to you know push you um, to call upon some additional skills, but I found it to be a unique opportunity to learn and grow in my role. What, if anything, do you wish you were freer to say or do at work? And if you can't, why can't you? I don't think Truly, there's anything that I wish I was freer to say at work. You know, I truly believe in the art of building uh, substantive relationships and relationships that are built on trust and experiences, including instances where you've helped leaders in times of uncertainty. It gives us that freedom to speak openly and candidly about issues in a respectful manner. I also think it's important to remember time and place. You have to use your judgment and you must be put Uh, You must put the time in really to develop those relationships that are built on trust. This opens the door to candid communication. You know, obviously there are things that I would say to my CEO and other leadership team members in a public setting. And of course, there are things that I would say privately, but I think those are are truly the foundations of building those relationships that gives you that opportunity uh, and and true platform to be freer in in your conversations at work. What would you say has been stronger, the restraints you place on yourself or the restrictions placed on you by other people? Definitely the restraints that I put on myself. It is important that we learn to to really to just dream bigger. Um, There's that little voice of doubt uh, that we all have in our heads. You know, for some, it's louder than it is for others. But it will tell us there are things that we can't do. I think sometimes it's because we haven't done it before. We don't think we have the edu- educational background or experience. You know, I work really hard to try to silence that voice and to recognize that by focusing on my efforts, working hard, developing the right relationships, and tapping the right resources, that truly anything is possible. And what advice would you offer to other ambitious women about workplace behavior? You know, I think it's important that we continue to identify stretch assignments and roles that will allow us to grow and learn. You know, we don't need to check every box in order to be qualified. And I think it's imperative that we seek those opportunities when they present themselves. And even when these opportunities don't seem to be obviously apparent, you know, we have to seek uh, opportunities to suggest new and creative ways to get involved. We have to build strong teams and find ways to connect with our teams on a professional and personal level. And because we we really have to surround ourselves with those strong players because it's really integral to our individual success as well as the overall success of the organizations that we support. How do you advocate for yourself while remaining authentic? I think that sometimes as an attorney and as women, we will advocate a lot stronger for the company 
um, than we ever do for ourselves. And that's something that, you know, I've had to repeatedly remind myself uh, about and, and, to, and to focus on rather it's, uh, you know, compensation uh, discussions or opportunities within the organization to take on uh, different uh, tasks or, or projects that, you know, you might not at first glance uh, believe that they will fall within legal or HR. Um, you know, we've had acquisitions where I, I've, I've asked for and have received opportunities to play a, a key role in the integration. Uh, we've had acquisitions where I've had opportunities um, to uh, dive into sales and other aspects of the organization uh, or functions that I normally would not have had an opportunity to do so. And I, and I think it, again, it all goes back to relationships. Um, if you're, if you're willing to put yourself out there, if you've developed that uh, foundation with the individuals within the organization, that they know you, um, that you've been in the trenches, um, that they see, you know, your real desire and commitment, not only to your own professional growth, but to their growth as well and to their success. I think that that allows you um, to be able to have that courage um, to advocate uh, for yourself when opportunities are presented. And so I think, um, again, you know, focusing on relationships, focusing on being true to who you are and what your dreams and aspirations are will allow you um, that platform to be a strong, a strong advocate for yourself. Michelle, we have a little bit of time left. Is there anything else you can think of that you think women leaders, be it as a general counsel or as a head of HR, because you do have that role too, really should think about in their own careers? Again, I think that we've uh, got to really be active in putting ourselves out front. Uh, we've got to continue to um, be able to find our own voice, uh, to be our authentic selves at work, uh, and to find that courage to look for opportunities that are, are going to be those stretch assignments. Um, I think that men do a really good job at that and that we're constantly um, having to hone those skills. So I encourage every woman out there to, to dream bigger and, and to seek those opportunities. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Between the Legal Lines. You have just heard from Michonne Tillman, an experienced general counsel and human resource executive. I am Andrea Bricka from Major Lindsay in Africa. Thank you for listening. Join us next month for a new story from another woman successfully operating between the legal lines. If you have a story you would like to share, please contact me at abricka at mlaglobal.com. Thank you. Discover how Major Lindsay in Africa can help you navigate the legal landscape at www.mlaglobal.com.